welcome to the Beef Edge, the Chagas Beef Podcast, for all your latest news, information and advice for Irish beef farmers. I'm Catherine Egan, and as part of the Certified Irish Angus Schools Competition, which is run with ABP Ireland and Keepak Group, that challenges students to rear five Irish Angus calves over 18 months while completing a research project, I'm joined by William Delaney from the Certified Irish Angus Producer Group, one of the five finalist school students, Dara Barlow, from the Abbey School, Tipperary Town, and his ag science teacher, Michael O'Dwyer. I first asked Dara to tell me what the journey to date has been like. Well, this all started, Catherine, back in September of transition year. Uh, the five of us would be farming enthusiasts, and we were determined to promote Irish agriculture. And we would always give uh, a visit to the Irish Angus Cattle Society's tent at the National Plowing Championships each year. And from seeing past participants standing on the stand with their five calves, it really drove us on to get involved in the competition because this, winning this competition has been a dream come true for the five of us. And how have the calves been managed to date or how are they doing? Uh, the calves are actually on my family's uh, farm in the scenic Glen of Apollo. They arrived into the school uh, in October of last year. And on arrival, the average uh, weight of the group was 209 kilos and they were actually uh, on display for the whole school to see in the front field uh, of the school and both students and teachers got great benefit out of this because uh, we would be, Tipperary Town would be uh, greatly influenced by agriculture but yet we cater for a lot of students that don't come from agricultural backgrounds in the school so um it would have been one of their first times to get up close to cattle and get a, a true taste of what agriculture is about. Um, so we then uh, took them home uh, to my farm uh, and we weigh them. And every time we weigh them, then uh, we give them uh, a mineral supplement and we track their progress. We try and weigh them about every 60 days. Um, now, 60 days were a little bit off. Uh, the last weight we had was on St. Patrick's Day, but between tests and everything, uh, we'll hopefully get around to weighing them again uh, someday soon. But um, on St. Patrick's Day, the average weight was 339 kilos. So that's an average daily live weight gain of 0.92 kilos, uh, which exceeds the 0.7 daily live weight gain, uh, which is the given. So this is a true testament of how productive and how efficient the Angus breed is. They've been doing very well. And how does the breed suit a sustainable farming system? Well, I suppose, Catherine, um, the Angus breed, their characteristics are really suited to a sustainable farming system. And characteristics such as short gestation and ease of calving, these would be two major factors influencing the use of Angus in the dairy herds. Uh, but it's also important in the beef herds as well, the suckler herds, because... Um, you like a nice calf and you like an easier calving where your cow can, she's okay and she'll come sighting again. So um, just on the beef cow, the beef cow, the average for the Angus breed for calving difficulty is 2.05% compared to an average calving difficulty of all breeds being 3.9%. So we can see here that it is significant, significantly lower. So this is just one of the, ma the main characteristics of the Angus breed. They also, Catherine, are able to command a superior price both in the factories and in the marts. Um, I'll give you one instance. 
I know of a neighbour over the road from us, he would have sucked our cows and with the heifers, he ran an Angus bull and then he used AI, used some continental bulls and uh, a few others on the cows. And when he took his Angus calves, well, they were a year and a half, when he took them to the map, they weighed 770 kilos and he got a, a super price of 1,840 euros. And when he compared that up to the Continentals, who may have uh, the gestation maybe two to three weeks longer, there wasn't much in the difference in price. So you can see here, the Angus, it gets a good price and it also allows for easy calving and short gestation. Um, and then I suppose for farmers being a member uh, of the certified Irish Angus, they can receive bonuses ranging from 10 cent to 20 cent, uh, so long as your calfless grades O equals or above. So this, you know, we've all, we all know that margins are tight in farming. So why farmers need to strive to get the most profit out of their system. So we feel on the Abbey Angus team that the Angus really ticks all of these boxes. And I suppose one of the forgotten traits of the Angus is their excellent mothering ability. Um, like the Angus breed, they're a good milky breed. So they have sufficient milk to rear calf. And the first few months that the calf gets, he needs sufficient milk. Otherwise, it has to be supplemented with ration. And ration, as we all know, has gone very dear in recent times. So the more milk, the better it is for your calf and the more he'll grow. And the day then you'll go to sell, sell your calf, uh, the dividends will have paid off. You received your calves last October. So when will you plan to finish them or what's the plan with the calves from now on? Well, I suppose they're at, at grass now at the minute. They're receiving no ration. They would have been receiving two kilos of an 18% crude protein ration during the winter. But this was weaned off uh, in, by the end of January, early February. This was to allow for compensatory growth at grass, Catherine. Uh, so now, now the plan is to rear them off grass and sometime maybe about 60 days to somewhere in the region of 60 to 80 days before their due slaughter date, they will go back on ration, but hopefully be kept at grass, weather permitting. But um, we'd, hope, we, we'd hope that they will continue to thrive and they will continue to have a good daily live weight gain. And, you know, we're doing everything we have to do. We're dosing them for worms. They're getting their fluke uh, doses. Uh, then during the winter they were being done for their lives so the cattle are being reared in a very sustainable manner they're only dosed after a fetal sample is taken so this is to ensure that dose isn't being wasted and it's not being used in cases where it's unnecessary so as I say these cattle are being reared in a very sustainable system which is a true testament of Irish agriculture So they'll be finished sometime in November at around 18 months The 10th of November and um, I suppose that's another one of the characteristics of the Angus breed catrum is that they have the ability to mature early off a, a grass-based diet. So basically, you can have your Angus on a grass-based diet, factory him, send him to the factory, so long as he has good quality grass up along, and hopefully he'd be gone out the gate before, uh, when he's under 24 months. And what advantages have you seen and what have you learned as being one of the finalists in the competition? Well, I suppose, Catherine, uh, there's so many different aspects of this competition. It really has improved different skills. But um, I suppose communication skills, Catherine, uh, participating in podcasts like this or local radio shows, uh, our communication skills as a group has come on immensely. 
So um, that is one of the main skills that has to be credited to the competition that has really improved our communication skills, but also our presentation skills. You know, we compiled different uh, booklets and leaflets and distributed it to farmers. But unfortunately, COVID put an end to that of us being out with amongst the farmers, meeting the people. Um, but we're now doing it electronically. So if any farmer wants to get in touch with us, uh, they can get in touch through the likes of Snapchat or something. And what kind of booklets and leaflets have you developed as a result of the competition? Well, I suppose, Captain, one of the most time-consuming, but one of the most enjoyable for us as a group was uh, compiling uh, the Abbey Angus Sire Directory. And in this, we compiled a list of different Angus sires from a range of different AI stations from across the country. The bulls now in this, they'd be, for every, they'd be a bull in this to suit every man, from the easy cabbers to go on uh, dairy-made heifers, right up to the man, the sucker man who wants to get your U-grade animal. Uh, so, as I say, a bull to suit every man. We also then had a cookbook, and the cookbook was recipes uh, where we can use certified Irish Angus beef, which can be bought in Tesco, in these recipes. And Angus beef, like, uh, like beef, is very nutritious, except Angus beef, you're getting great marbling, you're getting great taste, texture, juice, succulents. So especially during busy times, such as now at the minute, where there's long hours at silage or during the spring when farmers are very busy, it's important to eat well to maintain um, to maintain uh, just your work ethic and to be able to drive on because um, farmers who lack energy, this can lead, lead to fatigue and fatigue then leads to accidents. So this cookbook, we feel, will really help farmers to stay uh, fed with nutritious food uh, throughout the busy periods and throughout the rest of the year as well. And then, as well as that then, Catherine, uh, we would have had farmer leaflets. So this basically is a quick synopsis that we would have distributed to farmers at the mart or the co-op or in our local vets. And it really just highlighted the, the, the benefits of the Angus and their characteristics. And I suppose uh, one of them, one of the main characteristics that we would have gotten, we did an interview with our local vet and we would be in a predominantly dairy area. However, there is sucker farmers uh, dotted around as well. A lot of calf to beef in the area as well. And one thing that the vet said, and he's an expert now, and he, he would be a good vet. He has a lot of experience. Gotten. He said that the Angus, they're a, good, they're a hardy, durable breed. So therefore, this lessens uh, the reliance on antibiotics and other medicines for the likes of pneumonia and things. And also then for a farmer, they're a pole breed, so they, they don't grow horns. So that's one less job for the farmer and one less setback for the calf. So this was all highlighted in leaflets that we distributed prior to COVID. Uh, but as I said, they can be distributed to farmers if they want to get in touch with us. That's great, Dara. Thanks very much. Michael, you're the ag science teacher involved with Dara and his team in the competition. What benefits have you seen as their teacher being a finalist in this competition? Hello, Catherine. Yeah, the benefits, I suppose, to the guys and I suppose to the whole school and from the teacher point of view is that it created a massive buzz around the whole school, not only for the five guys who were involved, but this 
this thing really took off in the school. It ignited, I suppose, a passion and a flair for, I suppose, uh, food, farming, whatever you want, agriculture, uh, and it has really taken off. There was an air of anticipation from the word go as the boys progressed through each step of the competition. So they went to Limerick for an interview when, you know, the teachers and the school and the other pupils were asking, well, how are the boys getting on? Did they progress? Are we going to get calves? <laughs> and so on. So, uh, you know, it just it snowballed from the very word go. And I suppose the, the five guys have definitely grown and developed um, immensely over the last few uh, months in relation to their communication skills, their organizational skills, and so on and so forth. Um, I suppose all this kind of came together the day the calves landed inside in the Abbey, you know, and I suppose as a teacher, you're always trying to encourage your students and encourage uh, your, your, your classes to get involved in different things. But when five calves landed inside in the front field in the Abbey, and all the different teachers came out with their class groups and visited those calves and I suppose a lot of them took selfies and so on and so forth. It just created a massive, massive interest. And, uh, you know, it, it's been a massive um, interest, even with, among the teachers, you know. Uh, a lot of other teachers have got involved in this as well. For instance, the business teacher um, had the five boys in to give a class on, uh, we took a, two examples, Keypack and ABP as two businesses here in Ireland. And the boys gave a presentation on the two businesses and what's involved with them and where they're located in Ireland and throughout the world, uh, their workforce, how this, how to carry out sustainable practices and so on. And class was given homework for the night to go and research that, you know. So this thing has really, really taken on a kind of a life of its own. Um, the PE teacher got him in to give a presentation on the health benefits of eating beef. Uh, P is a new subject in the school and there's a whole module in nutrition so that the guys, the five boys that are work cut out there made a good job of it too and uh, I, just, I suppose, you know, it's something that the whole school gets involved in and especially the five boys have been good here to share their experiences and their knowledge with um, the other students and I suppose it's not just this group, it's the whole school I suppose Catherine is, is what I'm trying to say really, you know. Most definitely the extent of the competition has gone far beyond the actual five students involved. Certainly, Catherine. Yeah. And I think the, the five guys have definitely driven it that way. And, you know, uh, you know, this year, I suppose, with COVID and everything, there was a lot of things where, you know, there's a lot of school competitions cancelled and related to hurling and football, which would be very strong in the school and that. And this thing certainly did fill a void. It certainly did. And I know the boys probably didn't get all the opportunities to do what they wanted with the with the competition. But the Abbey Angus or the Certified Irish Angus competition has certainly full a massive void in our school this year. And I think, uh, you know, the, the, the teachers, like even inside the staff room, there's photos up of the boys with the calves and there's just an air of, a, a, of interest about it, you know. Um, and they've definitely created an awful, um, I suppose it's created a, a big, what would I call it, a big passion, I suppose, that, that actually is really going through the school. And I suppose even outside the school, you know, again, in this COVID era that we're in, um, you know, the local VIT, the local radio station, they all want to make contact with the school and talk about the calves, you know? Um, you know, the, the, if you meet the VIT yourself, he'll say, how are the boys getting on with the calves? Uh, go up to the local co-op, there's a picture of the boys and the calves, you know what I mean? <laughs> this, yeah. this, thing is, this thing is taking a life of its own uh, uh, in, in the area. And it's, it's great to see, it certainly is great to see, you know? That's great, Michael. Thanks very much. William, you're involved from the Irish Angus competition. We've got a great insight into the competition from Dara, I suppose, being the student involved in the competition. And Michael, as the teacher, how can other schools that are interested get involved in the competition? 
Uh, thanks, Catherine. So the competition, I think the lads gave a fairly good outline of where where they came on the competition, the kind of the journey they went through. So the competition really starts and the big launch for it is in September time at the Ploughing Championships. Um, we launched the competition for, let's say, the incoming group of transition years. The, 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 look, the Ploughing is a very um, big event every year and there's a lot of those groups that do attend and I think everybody that attends the ploughing um, an awful lot of people throw their head into the Angus tent and get to meet the students in there so that's the the, the the place where people I suppose find out the most about it and then they can go back to their schools uh, from there they create a three minute video that they send in to us by the end of November and we'll judge that video. We have the criteria on that set out on our website. And uh, just to get to know a bit about the group, what they're interested in, what area they're from, um, like that, they don't have to be from a farming background, but just the importance agriculture might play in their local community, be it providing jobs, providing actual food or other services that agriculture actually provides, just to get an idea of what knowledge the groups have of agriculture. So the lads said themselves, they had their interview after that. The, we, we shortlist the groups after that, bring them to an interview with um, ourselves, representatives, maybe Ian Keepak. Um, and then I suppose the, the, the very exciting one every year and one that, that a lot of groups really uh, enjoy attending after that semi-final stage is the Crow Park event. So that's uh, 35 groups are brought in. And at that event, they um, put together a little stand. And same as that, we have industry experts going around and people that are involved in the competition between ourselves and the, the, the sponsors we work with in ABP and Keyback and Tesco and all those people. And they will pick the five groups that are lucky enough to win the calves. So, um, that's the, the, the progress that I, I suppose that's the journey that the groups move along to to start the competition and, and to, to gain entry. And as I say, the, the work only begins for the groups at that stage, really. And most definitely from what we've heard earlier, the competition goes far beyond the students themselves. And Dara has outlined all the benefits that they have had from a student perspective. When will the next competition be launched? So um, our hope is that we'd launch the competition in September again. Um, it's always September, as, as we all know, there isn't a, a ploughing championship in the same way that there is every year. But we would stick to that timeline that it would be a September launch. It would be broadcast on all our usual, you know, the website and our social media channels. Um, and we do get in contact with schools as well. Um, to put out information out to schools to let them know how to enter. But like that, anyone that has any queries or questions or even wants to register interest can, can contact us at any time and we'll put their name down so that when the application process opens that they can, uh, they can be ready to go and, and have their application forms done, dusted and uh, ready to email out to ourselves. That's great, William. Thanks a million. Finally, Dara, what advice have you for other students thinking of into the competition from what you've learned? Uh, well, I suppose there's many benefits, uh, Catherine, that, uh, will, that you will get 
by the end of this competition. And the beauty about this competition, Catherine, is that you do not have to get to be one of the five finalists like we have. We were very fortunate to get there, but the competition, the whole way up along, right from the very start, uh, by when we sent in our video, the competition was very strong. But as you progress through the different stages, you get more confident in yourself and you uh, gain more skills. But you do not, as I say, you do not have to get to the five finalists to benefit uh, from this competition. It's just a unique competition in that way. And most importantly, uh, you can have the crack along the way as well. I would encourage any student, uh, upcoming transition, transition your student to get involved in this comp competition because it's a once in a lifetime chance to participate in a one of a kind competition. And I must say on behalf of the five of us, uh, we'd like to thank Certified Irish Angus for hosting such a unique competition that we all got so much enjoyment out of. Thanks, Dara, and thanks very much to William and Michael. And congratulations to you, Dara, Liam, Connor, Michael and Sean on your success to date and the very best luck in the rest of the competition. Catherine, thanks very much for, for um, ha having myself and Dara on and William on today. It was, it was a great opportunity and just to say thanks very much on that, okay? And I suppose, I suppose as a teacher, uh, it, you know, it's, it's, it's important to remember, I suppose, you know, you're teaching young lads in front of you who are going to be farmers or going to be, they're going to be consumers. And I think this competition certainly, uh, you know, it, it's a right step and so on for any young person to be involved in anyways. That's all for this week's episode. And my thanks to Dara, Michael and William for joining me on the show. You can catch up on all other shows and interviews from the Beef Edge podcast on the Chagas website at chagas.ie or you can listen on Apple and Google Podcasts as well as Spotify. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe so you never miss a show. For all other updates from our Beef programme, keep an eye on our Twitter and Facebook pages. Until next time, I'm Catherine Egan and thanks for listening.